The Hargan women seemed to have it all. We were blessed. My mom was amazing. But detectives would soon discover... Inside the house, there were the bodies of two women. A story of betrayal you would struggle to believe if it wasn't true. I am just praying to God, this is a sick joke. From 48 Hours, this is Blood is Thicker, the Hargan family killings. Listen to Blood is Thicker, the Hargan family killings early and ad-free starting May 1st with a 48 Hours Plus subscription on Apple Podcasts. What's up, everyone? I'm Tori. And I'm Anissa. And this is MTV's official challenge podcast where we go behind the scenes of the challenge Spies, Lives, and Allies. Folks, this season has been turned upside down. There are no more pairs. Everyone's working in teams. It's a whole new ballgame. Yes, and on this podcast episode, we're going to talk to one of the people behind that change, executive producer Danny Wasco. I can't wait to hear how they came up with this. Let's get into it. Anissa, it is time for our and for sure your favorite segment of the episode. Nope. Don't lie. Don't lie to yourself. You have to start off with the truth. It has to start within you, okay? You love the recap. You know you do. 37 seconds unfiltered of what happened in this episode. You can do it. Are you ready? No, I'm trying to think of what just happened. (laughs) Do your best to just give it a go and you're going to go in three, two. Wait, what was that? Oh. Nope. nope. Okay. You got to figure it out on the fly. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Ready? Three, two, one, go. I'm not ready and neither was Tori to find (laughs) out that everybody was going to play as individuals at the same spot we did our first challenge. Looks a little familiar. We got diamonds, we got hammers. Everybody's running, 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 running. (gasps) Guess what? They get to put their diamonds in different cells. You know what these cells are? Oh, different teams. Who knew? So then as teams, because it's a double challenge day, they have to compete and whoever wins this, their team is safe from elimination. And guess who won? My girl Tori and the Emerald team, which means that somebody else has to go into elimination. And it's a girl's day. So who? Who's going to go in? Oh, well, they pick Priscilla. And you know what Priscilla does? Boss ass bitch picks Ashley. And they got to dig out tires and then make this little color combination. We've seen this before because we've done it on many seasons of the challenge. Ashley becomes victorious. Dude, you're incredible at this. You should should start a side job. Any company that needs 37-second recaps, summaries of what they do, you can do it. I'm not the person that does the fine print at the end of like, MSRP. I could be the person like, this medication's going to give you wet gas, heartburn, death, lung infection, ear infection, multiple personalities. Like, I could do that. But I can't do... Wet gas? Did you say wet gas? Yeah, I just made it up. I just... I'm, we're going to move forward. We have to move forward because I don't want to think about what wet gas is. Okay, Anissa, what do you think the play of the day is? Oh, Jesus Christ. I mean... I think the play of the day is having our alliance be in that emerald group. Hell yeah. Well, the play of, of the it. day, I think, was for for once for people to like really sit back and think about how they were going to pick their teams. Yeah. So shout out to everybody being a little bit smart and for vets using their their noggins this episode to be like, you know what, what's going to be the most strategic thing? I think Corey and Nelson did something great where they're like, yo, bro, let's be on different teams. Yeah. Yeah. Like kudos to you guys for, for thinking. Yeah. Putting your best foot forward. I wish I had like a Nelly T line for it that doesn't make sense that goes with it, but I God. don't have anything. 
got, when Nelly T put his gem on the sapphire cell and he screams out, spies, spies, and allies. I mean, that, you, like, it doesn't you get can't any make this shit that. up. It doesn't get any better Nelly than that. Nelly T is, <laughs> Nelly T is just a, a scuba Nelly. Yeah. Nelly the lover, the romancer, the heartbreaker. Yeah. And clearly the, the, the gem, the gem, the gem, setter, the gem, gem screamer, gem. the gem setter, <laughs> the screaming gem setter. <laughs> it's incredible, dude. Um, what do yeah. you think the play of the day was? I mean, that's kind of tricky, but I got to give it to Devin because he came up with that strategy on oh, the second half the rock of the mission. Strategy. Yeah, where he where he told us to get the heaviest rocks to weigh it down, so that then we could all fill it in. I mean, what a strategist and. You know, he's just incredible. He really Shout is. out to Dave Max, also known as Devin. Yeah. Devin baby. He is incredible, dude. So I got to give my play of the day to Devin for sure. And honestly, my dirtiest deed is going to go to Kyle because he wore green at that uh, deliberation <laughs> because, I mean, it's hilarious. It's a great joke. It's not even dirtiest deed. It's just like biggest dick. Yeah. I mean, not literally, but like biggest asshole. Yeah. Yeah. Right, right, right. I, I mean, mean, Kyle is really, really good at that. Like, yeah. He's just, he's like a walking, like, smack in the face. He's just like, well, if your day wasn't bad enough, I'm also going to wear green yeah. so I can um, manifest being on the team I want. Because we were, well, we, you guys were working with Kyle. So, yeah, you know, it's, I think it's the one team where, like, an alliance was on the team. It was like two alliances merged on right. the team. Yep. Yeah. Within the the veteran umbrella alliance. Yeah. Kyle's funny. You need to have that humor in there because honestly, there wasn't a lot of sneaky shit going on in this episode anyway. Like everyone was playing a pretty clear cut game. The conversations were all really clear. What's going to happen? The game has transitioned. Transitions. The game is transitioned. It is something different. The game has transitioned so, so much. Like the whole, like I said, this, this season is two seasons in one. This is a completely new game now. So well, this is awesome. I yeah. mean, I don't, I don't know if I, I would have liked it if I were there, but mm. I would have because playing on a team just is a little extra um, kick in the ass that I think people need because they know that they're not just performing for themselves. Absolutely. And I know I would have been on that team with you, which would have been awesome because we've never been on the same team yeah. um, ever because they stopped doing teams. But it also gave me kind of like this nostalgic feeling because working on a team is really fun. Mm-hmm. Totally. Yeah. You like get to lean on the players next to you that are amazing at the game too. Like Devin came mm-hmm. up with that strategy. We're like, great, Devin. Thanks. We're going to do it. Like just like right. workhorses put it in emotion. So yeah, being on a yeah, team love is it. such a good feeling. And we haven't seen it in a while. So it's nice to, it's nice to see that. I know that viewers and me being one of them, I really enjoyed the team aspect because there are just so many different um, personalities, so many different dynamics, and you throw them. Even if you all are friends, you all work differently. Yeah, and everyone exactly. has their strengths and weaknesses, and it just you can watch a team thrive, and then you can watch them fall apart. So, yeah, we're gonna have to wait and see how all of these uh gems work. Totally. You know, it was interesting pulling up too because we all get up there, we pull up at that same spot that we knew we were at for the very first challenge, mm-hmm. the Diamond Dash. This this challenge, this mission was the same place that we did the very first one where yeah. you won, Anissa. So, I remember that road yeah. to victory. Yeah. So we were familiar. The American agents weren't familiar with the initial path because that was only run by the international agents. But right. 
we ran down that path. It was a crazy windy road. Mm -hmm. There was hills, like pots everywhere. I mean, you could get like really messed up if you misstepped while you were running to the to get. Yeah, those I saw Logan fucking out. Yeah, but that's probably where he hurt his his uh, hamstring. His yeah. hamstring got messed up from this. I know. Yeah, bad. I heard. So, I mean, like it. People got messed up doing this, and like it, you don't really get to see it all like watching it on the show because obviously mm -hmm. there's not enough time to cover it. And then the other thing is the moment that you pulled up to the station, cause you know, we had three activities that we had to choose from. You either could do the look through the binoculars and you could pick out a code. You could scratch the, yeah. You have a question? Yes. Yeah. I, I'm actually raising my hand. I know. Um, yeah. So just to, just to, because I, I have questions as a viewer. Yeah. How did you, were the stations chosen for you? Was it, was it whatever one you wanted or was it like whenever you got there, whatever was free? Uh, so literally you pull up whoever gets there first come first serve. But the moment you start a station, you can't leave it. So if you get up to one and you read the sign and you, and you decide to stay there, you have to stay there. You can't switch stations. So the thing is, is like all the guys, because the guys were so much quicker than the girls in the run, like they all got their sledgehammers. They all picked the easy stations first. Then all of the girls, especially because it was really hard to find our sledgehammers because there were so many people in that pile. We were all stuck. There was only girls at that nail scraping competition. And that was so hard. You know what it reminded me of um, on Double Agents where, the, where Leroy and Casey had to scrape yeah. that off. That shit was impossible too. It's the so, same thing. Yeah, I feel like uh, production, if you're listening out there, yeah, find something, something people can actually scratch off. Like yeah. make it out of like the lottery ticket stuff. Right. Yeah. It was really difficult. Obviously though, it worked in my favor for sure. Because I pull up to like, we're going to like set the tone for the teams right now. Obviously Nelson gets there first. He picks Sapphire. And then you see a bunch of people start to filter in, but you notice how Ed is like, all right, well, I just want to make sure before I land on a, oh, yeah. land on a cell. I fucking love Ed. Yeah. So smart. But this is, I, it still didn't answer my question though. So like, if you were like, nah, I don't want this. Did you have to wait for the guy to leave the station? Only six people could go to either one. So if you were there at the very end and there was one station left, that's your You that's had your to station. go there. Yeah, that's your station. I would have liked the box one. I wish I would have been on that one. Everybody who did the scratch one that I was on, we all ended up pulling up really, really late to the cells. But like I said, look, it works in my favor because by the time I get up there, I get the opportunity to see Casey, Devin, Josh, and Manuel. I mean, I'm yeah. And you would have gotten the dumbest play of the day if you didn't pick the team that you picked. Oh, a hundred percent. You guys are pretty stacked. I mean, CT was the other guy. Like I would have, I right. was going between Sapphire because it had Ashley, who's a champ and CT that's a champ. Or mm -hmm. I was like, I'm going to go on Emerald because those are the people I've really been riding out the game with. Like I right. had great chemistry. I also think there was a lot of balance on Emerald too. I think yeah. that you also had all vets on Emerald. With the exception of a Manuel. Yeah, but he's a he's a freak of nature. Yeah, he is. He's I think. Incredible. I mean, I think him not knowing the game that might be one thing, but he mastered five months of Survivor and won what forty competitions on that. Yeah, he can do a lot of shit. He does burpee backflips for breakfast. We used to watch them. Yeah, <laughs> it's crazy. So yeah. I mean, the team was stacked, and you know, just to clarify and to go over it, everybody again. Emerald Cell is Devin, Josh, Emmanuel, Casey, Nani, and myself. We have Ruby, which has Corey, Emmy, Priscilla, Kyle, Logan, and Big T. And then we have Sapphire, which is Nelly T, 
Ed, CT, Ashley, Amanda, and Bettina. So Emerald was feeling pretty good. I mean, listen, there were other people and other cells. You know, anything can happen out there. But we were mm-hmm. looking and we were like, we feel pretty strong. So the moment we got to do that second part of the challenge and Devin came up with that strategy, I mean, it was a wrap. It was a wrap. Yeah, you guys were ahead of everybody. Did they steal your um, strategy? Well, I think after that, yeah, they must have. But we were so far back and gone, we couldn't even see. Oh, wait, it doesn't matter. Once you won, you won. You won, right. So it doesn't matter if anybody stole your strategy. Right, yeah. And then obviously we find out that now it goes to individual eliminations. And now we have to go home and we have to deliberate. And I mean, dude, we were like, what are we going to do? Like, you feel the power, but Anissa, you know how it goes in this game. Power changes mm-hmm. at any moment. So right. it was like, Did you guys have any idea what you were going to do? I mean, th- the easiest move was Priscilla because she was the only one who gave everybody a reason that was like, okay, well, even though we love Priscilla, she's an amazing person. It was the right. only thing that made sense and it wasn't going to ruffle feathers. And obviously there was talks about throwing in Ashley. There was talks about throwing in Emmy. But ultimately, you know, Emmy sides with us. She's a huge fan of Devin. She's really close with Emmanuel. Like, she definitely was not going to gun for anybody on our team. So mm-hmm. we were like, okay, that makes sense. And Priscilla, we didn't really know where she stood. So it was just the easiest way to go. And you hear it in the episode. Like, we don't know what the rules of the game are. What if Priscilla goes in there and then we have to pick another opponent for her anyway? Well, then we didn't end up, you know, taking a shot at a vet too soon. Because what if we would have thrown Ashley in there? Then she probably would have just picked somebody that she thought she could beat. Because you have an advantage when you look at what the game is. You're mm-hmm. in there and then you pick your opponent. I mean... I'll say this over over the years. I mean, we've had seasons where your eliminations were repetitive um, and you knew what you were going to walk into. Now you look at it and you're like, I don't know. I mean, this is the first season where we've seen a lot of new things. Yeah. And by looking at this thing, you were like, is a groundhog going to pop out like prairie dog? Like, yeah. what are <laughs> yeah, yeah. what are we do- what are we doing here? Yeah. Um, there's there's a are we climbing on top of this pole? Are we? Right. You know, are we are dancing we around it? it? It might. It could have been an right. eating challenge. Dig out your yeah. plate. Exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, it could have been puzzle pieces. It could have been anything. So yeah. I think looking at it, I don't know if picking your opponent can benefit you. It could have been like lumps in the thing. Oh, you got to wrestle. Like, we don't know. No, so, we don't. Um, and, and, you know, maybe down the line it will come into play. Maybe down the line you'll be able to step in there and like, for example, if it's a hall, you know what the hell is going down in a hall. You're going to go in there and have a tea party. (laughs) Really microscopic puzzle. All right. Run into the hall. Get your microscope. Pull out your slide. Observe. (laughs) Right. I would fucking, I would love that. Um, Well played. And then turn around and go. But um, I mean, the one thing I do love is that you can call out your opponent, which sounds like an old, I feel like production was like, okay, how do we make this game have all of the things. Yeah. Yep. Have have pairs, have individual stuff, have stuff done if people get a, get hurt. Yeah. You know, have have it be a little shady that nobody feels safe. And then have it even shadier now that we have teams. They feel like they're safe and then nope, you're not safe and we can you're interchangeable. To, like there's just so many things, but being able to call out your opponent takes it's amazing. It's like the best revenge and it's ballsy and yeah. I think that's what Priscilla encompasses mm-hmm. and talks about her mom. I mean, hats off to Priscilla's mom. Yeah. Um, definitely sounds like a badass woman. Yeah. It, it's amazing to hear, you know, how selfless Priscilla is. And then it's just not about her. Yeah. And 
you know, I'm a big Priscilla fan. Me too. Um, I'm also really happy for Ashley because she's had a tough run in eliminations. And I think this is the first one where like, you know, she felt validated in that. She felt respected. It's really nice when people cheer for you because I've definitely been on the other side of that shit. Yeah. Where where people don't cheer at all. Dude, it's painful. Imagine we wouldn't have been up there cheering for her. I mean, Ashley looked at me and she was thinking about stealing my spot. After TJ Mm. drops that twist. You were like, like, nah. Yeah, I was like, don't do it. Don't do it. And she was looking and she was thinking, obviously, everybody, that's a big decision to think through. But I honestly believe, had I not been cheering for her so loud, that she would have taken my spot. In her story, I want to know. Maybe that was the play of the day. Was that was that on was that on purpose? You can put it in the chat. You can put it in our Zoom chat. You don't actually have to tell tell the world. (laughs) Listen, I didn't know the rules of the game. I didn't know that she was gonna be able to even infiltrate. So okay, so that was an honest cheer. No, All that right. was an honest, honest cheer. Yeah, I mean, listen, maybe later down the line it'll come into play, but like, <laughs> <laughs> it was an honest cheer. I think, like, you know, me and Ashley walked up to each other at the beginning of the season, and we were like, "Hey, we always go out like week two, three, or four, and if we don't go out week two, three, or four, we probably make it to the end. So let's just do ourselves a favor and try to make it far past week four this time." And so we kind of had this pact where we were like, all right, let's not gun for each other early. But it's not early anymore. It's in the middle of the game. The game switched up. The merge just happened. Tables have turned. So it's like, okay, am I going to continue to try to work with this person? Am I going to continue to try to build trust? And also, Mm -hmm. if you noticed last week, I voted for Corey over voting for Ashley because I was trying to build trust with her. So I think that this was her way of building trust with me back. Possibly. Yeah. Yeah. Possibly. So I think that, you know, we were trying. Everyone, everyone is out there. We're all trying to just get This is by. called the challenge. I'm trying. <laughs> we're trying. We're just trying. Everyone's trying to figure it out. But yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. this season, it's only going to get better and better, especially with every new twist. And now we're going to actually talk to one of the people behind the twists. Executive producer Danny Wasco is coming on the podcast right after this break. The Hargan women seemed to have it all. We were blessed. My mom was amazing. But detectives would soon discover... Inside the house, there were the bodies of two women. A story of betrayal you would struggle to believe if it wasn't true. I'm just praying to God, this is a sick joke. From 48 Hours, this is Blood is Thicker, the Hargan family killings. Listen to Blood is Thicker, the Hargan family killings early and ad-free starting May 1st with a 48 Hours Plus subscription on Apple Podcasts. All right, guys, it's time for our favorite part of the episode where we get to have an exclusive interview. And right now we have the executive producer in charge of story, Danny Wasco here, and he is on the podcast. Thank you so much, Danny. Thank you for having me. Thank you for having me back. It's time number two. They didn't fire me the first time for all the tea (laughs) I spilled. So I'm really still hoping to get fired. So (laughs) let's spill some tea. You really you do are not. Them. You don't. You're not going to get fired. They love well, you. They yeah, need no, you. Yeah, no, you pull. You, know. you tug at our heartstrings. You get us to say all of the stuff we didn't know we felt, mm-hmm. and then we end up crying. So. Yeah. Well, that's the story part of my job. So yeah, uh, and you're excellent. I'm happy to at do that. it. Yeah. Oh, you guys are too kind. Just in yeah. case um anybody doesn't know you or doesn't know your role, would you mind just explaining it for us? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I'm one of our executive producers and my specialty is story. 
So I'm involved in everything from a little bit of casting, developing the season. Uh, you guys know me because I come to the field. I'm in charge of interviews, trying to get those tears, get some laughs out of you guys. Um, but oh, yeah. I also work with TJ, uh, make sure that TJ is uh, up to date on the story. Sometimes you'll see me come out, whisper something in TJ's ear. Uh, sometimes I wrote his, write his host copy. Uh, and then I'm in charge of taking this all back to post-production and then making sense of the whole thing. So I lead the team in post-production into crafting every episode, picking every moment, picking every uh, sound bite. It's an army of people. I think there's like 50 of us wow. in post-production. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of people here. It's a big show. Uh, yeah. But it's a, it's a lot of fun. So that's kind of what goes into story. I have a question because you said something in there and uh -huh. I never knew you did this. So if I'm to understand you correctly, you literally go up to TJ and say like, yo, they're really like having a lot of drama in their house and like such and such is fighting with such and such. And they're probably voting this person in. Ask them some questions. Um, yes and no. Or like, you know, he didn't come to uh, nominations this season, right? Like it was the TJ oh, yeah, yeah. hologram, right? right. So mm -hmm. I would kind of debrief TJ on what happened there. And, you know, like, okay, um, Tori is in the agency. And I think, you know, she could go this way. She might go that way. Uh, she talked to this person, but she also talked to that person. So kind of get ready because this person could get their name called out so I kind of let him know what's going on or mm -hmm. like for example if it's if it's like two really good friends going up against each other I'll let him know that and then you know TJ will do his thing and ask his questions you guys are friends going at each other what's that gonna feel like so I, I'm I'm basically I'm TJ's your handler I'm TJ's handler yeah <laughs> that's amazing I never would have known that which is like really cool and like a live moment on the challenge where you're like on the fly, like, Hey, such as going on, like, and then it just organically like, yeah, develops in front of you. That's really, I never knew that. I also have another question. So like, yeah. do you guys have this like huge Dropbox folder of like files of like scenes of like Tori smiling, Tori crying, Anissa <laughs> laughing. And then like when it fits the And then you pick the worst ones. You're like, here it is. <laughs> yep. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Got it. Yes. That terrible shot where she's <laughs> blowing her nose. Use that one. I mean, uh, there are a couple that are great. <laughs> I mean, you know, like we have our field producers who run around like taking notes on all of you. And then we take that and we make lists of scenes. So, yeah, like I keep track of how many scenes per day there are. And we pick what scenes we need and, mm -hmm. you know, we see what's left over. And I mean, you know, for every episode that we play, probably a, a B side of that episode could be played with all, all that we shoot. There's so right. many of you, there's so much story. We just have to decide what to play. Right. Yeah. That makes total sense. I always just find it interesting. Like when I see something and I'm like, I know that that wasn't exactly from that moment, but it fits in that moment. And I definitely was there. So it ties in. <laughs> like I get yeah. it. I can see it. I've always thought of it like a found footage project, you know, like, yeah, imagine that just thousands of hours of footage were just dropped at your door right. and you just kind of have to like right. put these things together into into shorter episodes. Like, how do you do it? What do you choose? It's hard, but it's it's a lot of fun. And uh, luckily this season, we have such an amazing cast that was really there to tell their stories and have mm -hmm. fun. Yeah. 
this cast and this entire show just gets like crazier and crazier. It gets crazier. That's what I was going to say. Who came? I'm mad. I just want to express that I really. Okay. Let's talk about (laughs) this. I know. We just got to. Yes. Like to unpack this. I love being on teams. Mm-hmm. It just, this was the first time that it kind of felt like you never knew where things were going. And now that I'm a viewer with Tori, like on the podcast, cause I'm, I'm not on the show anymore. Like it gives me a totally different perspective of like, wow, this is really cool. Cause we were partners. Partners can change at any moment. They could pick anybody. And now we have mm-hmm. these teams and a double challenge in one day. And mm-hmm. it's just, it's insane. Like, was this an original idea? Was this like, we got to switch it up? Oh, no, this was planned. This was okay. planned a long, long time ago. Um, you know, last season was double agents. And for those who were paying attention, we didn't call the winners of the pair section the double agents again. We called it the agency. Yeah. Because we knew that at some point it was going to turn into three cells. I think we always wanted to do the idea of three cells. Like we just like that. It's kind of going back from a season we did called Cutthroat a million Mm. years ago. And we just haven't done something like that (laughs) um, in a long time. But the thing, kind of the reason why we didn't start with teams is we knew we were going to have a lot of rookies. And sometimes on teams, you can go invisible. You can hide. You can blend in. And we felt that to get to know the rookies, if they were in pairs at the mm-hmm. start, we could we could see what does it look like if Tori's with Ed? You could get to know Ed a little bit. If Logan is with Anissa, who is Logan? But if Logan was on a team of 10 or 11 mm-hmm. or 12, he might have faded to the background. So we yeah. always knew exactly where we were going to wow. do that. And we tried to give little hints here and there. But yeah, it was always the plan. Uh, mid-season, bam, yeah. here it I is. I think it was awesome. I think it's what it needed. Because it yeah. was like, okay, we know what's going on. We, just when you're getting comfortable. Yeah. Because Rug. I think, Tori, yeah. I think Ripped. a lot of people were in good play. I mean, you're left with like a lot of good players. Yeah. Um, and strategic players, minus Tori. <laughs> you're doing well, Tori. You're doing, wow. you're doing much better. <laughs> Jesus. You're doing much better this season. <laughs> Thank you. I'm trying. I'm proud of you. You're growing. <laughs> you try so hard. Um, it's just crazy to see, like, it's just turn. Like, yeah. But you yeah. know what else you know? was crazy? Like, even when we were in the house, speaking up to, like, not recognizing that agency could potentially be more than, like, mm-hmm. when we were in the house and in the deliberation room, and we we're all in teams of three. And then we realized the whole table was shaped as a triangle. We were like, holy yes. crap, since the beginning, this has been going yes. this direction. And everybody was caught off guard because we all thought it was going individual, which was crazy. So yeah, I just think it's really amazing how there were so many Easter eggs throughout the entire season. Like, oh yeah, not you Easter know, eggs. <laughs> there were some more. There, there were more that I don't know that people picked up on. And some we've cut out of the edit just so it wasn't like, too obvious but tj kept saying this game this is a cutthroat game this is a cutthroat season like we kept he kept saying that and i'm like i don't think they're getting it you know i don't think the agency was kind of a giveaway though in the beginning yeah why are logan and i the agency or he would say agency why are we (laughs) that there are only two of us when i think of agency i think of a whole slew of people. Mm-hmm. So it never yeah, made sense, but I'm saw, like, I guess that's what they wanted to do, creatively switch it up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and you know, and then as we saw in this episode, it's the agency, so it's it's it really totally out. different now. Yeah. 
How do yeah. you think how do you think changing the format complicates how some players have been playing the game? I love this question because what we didn't expect as producers is this whole veteran truce, you know, like mm. good for you guys, like good for you, you know, use and you stuff by it, like sure, bumps along the road, mm -hmm. um, but it, it shakes that up. It was already shaken up in the last episode for sure. When you had like Corey and Ashley, like going at each other, lots of fun. Um, <laughs> but this shakes it up now too, because you have to look at who's on each cell, what mm -hmm. their relationships are and how valuable is that person to the cell. So it definitely changes things up and where you could kind of have protection before, are you more vulnerable now that you're on a team or are you more protected by the people on your team? And what are the alliances between the teams? So right. we're going to see over the next few episodes answers to all those questions. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. It was such a crazy switch up. I mean, literally my favorite season ever, first of all. And this is really? like my favorite season ever because it, it just changes nonstop. Well, girl, look at the team you're on. Look at the yeah. team. I mean, you. That like, would have been my team. <laughs> Well, you know, I was thinking team. about this. Anissa, I think, you know what team could have used your help? Kyle's? Like, at least at this point. Ruby. I think Ruby, yes. And here's why. Okay, here's why. Uh, here's where I see the teams right now. Right now. Emerald and Sapphire both have big picture thinkers, right? Like on Emerald, you have Devin. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you have Nani. And Nani is a little undercover with this, but Nani can see something from like a mile away. Mm -hmm. uh, they are looking at the whole big picture of the entire game. And then on Sapphire, you have CT and Ashley. They're looking at the big picture of the entire game. Now, CT doesn't always want to win. That's a little T, you know, but he's mm -hmm. always looking nine steps ahead. Now, mm -hmm. Ruby, right now, you have some yeah. really good players. You have Corey, you have Priscilla, Logan, Logan. Big T, Emmy, Kyle. They're, they think 24 hours ahead. They, they're yeah. not thinking weeks and weeks helped. ahead. Yeah, if you were on that team, you have that ability, Anissa, to see the forest through the trees. Mm -hmm. And I think, that's, I think that would have been the team for you. Yeah, I mean, yeah, there are people all there that I, I mean, I, of course, felt comfortable with my partner. And then Kyle and I are, are cool. Emmy and I were, I mean, everybody on that team yeah. I was cool with. Yeah. It definitely needed yeah, a brain. And then, yeah. Well, <laughs> a different brain. Like, I think an experienced, different... <laughs> an experienced challenge brain. It needed a cohesive brain. It needed to be yes. one brain. That's what I mean. You yes. know? I needed to be the controller of the brain. Yeah. Yeah. I just needed yeah. to be think... like, we're all in the brain. I'm just controlling it. Yeah. <laughs> you would have gone very far. You would you would have captained that ship. Yeah. For sure with Ruby. After watching back this season and obviously you don't have to like give too much information away on this, mm -hmm. but do you have any advice on how you think working as a team is best? Like from your perspective, what worked and what didn't? You have to make yourself indispensable to the team. Mm -hmm. You have to be a reason or the reason that you're succeeding and you can't be the reason why they're failing. Uh, and that way people will want to keep you on the team. The issue is you could infiltrate. Someone mm -hmm. can infiltrate and steal your spot. So you're never all that secure. So I don't know. It, there's always that element of danger 
Mm-hmm. And we'll see that this season as the episodes play out, like there's always the danger um, of the game, but you do have to make yourself indispensable for sure. Yeah. I don't know that this is the season to play at low key, or I don't know that this is the point in the game to play at low key. I think yeah. it's time to flex muscles, you know? But I also think you can see what people can, I mean, you threw a lot at us really early. We could see who could swim and who couldn't. Mm-hmm. You could see you could do puzzles and who couldn't, mm-hmm. you know, like there were certain things you could see right off the bat where it's like, OK, like I kind of know how these players are going to be. But like every challenge, there are certain individual challenges that are things that none of us have seen before. We've just had the experience of doing them. Yeah, I, I have a question for you guys. So w- would you yeah. rather be the best person on an eh team or would you rather be the eh? person on the best team honestly I'd rather be the i'm gonna say can i say this i'd rather be the eh person on the best team and mm. being not the worst because if the best team loses they're coming for the head they're not coming for the end mm. so you mm. have a longer and then if you're the best team then you have a better chance of winning overall i think the scary thing about being the best person on a team is that if your team loses they know if they want to cut the head off a snake they got to go for the best player true so that would be my True. fear in flexing too soon. Yeah, but it's also like, what what does it mean to be the best person on a eh team? You know, like yeah. what makes them eh and compared to what? So like I'm thinking about it a whole different way. Like I kind of would want to be that like, oh, do you really want to like maybe you would want me to be somewhere at, like take me from that team. If you think I'm great, then I'd end up where I needed to be. Or want it to be anyway. Right. So I think there's well, a couple think, ways think, you could look at it, but I never want to be eh. Well, it comes down to just yourself anyway, right? It, yeah. it is at the end of the day. Now I'm talking like you guys at the end of the day. Um, <laughs> yeah. It is an individual game. I mean, when you go into that sand with TJ, it is you versus somebody else yeah. at, at the very end, mm-hmm. you know? So yeah. it does come down to your own abilities. Mm-hmm. Do you think that it actually is ever like truly a team season or do you feel like it's actually always an individual game? I mean, it has to always be individual because you have to look out for yourself. Like, you know, Anissa, you can speak to this. Like when you put others in front of you at times, yeah. like in your challenge career, oh, you know, it, and you're so not doing finals, something for yourself. In- yep. It's true. Awful. It's true. It, it is true. Yeah. But mm-hmm. it is an individual game. There is a team element to it, which is like your, the relationships that you have with the other players, uh, which has got to be so tough to navigate. I don't even know how you guys do that. You know, figure it out, toss them in the fire, mm-hmm. figure out if they can swim, <laughs> not toss them in the fire and figure out if they can swim. Nelly. You swim. know what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how they'll well, how well they'll swim in the fire. Well, no, that's what just you guys burn. did this season. Like, but that was the rookie. That was what you did to the rookies. Burn, 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 left and right. Yeah. You know. You know what's crazy is like we didn't know at first when we heard the twist that you could pick either either any player to go in didn't have to be. Yeah. Better. I didn't calculate that like we could only do rookie rookie, and then I went over to Devin like after we found that out. I'm like, oh my god, what are we gonna do? He was like, it's gonna be a rookie bloodbath. You don't see that, and I'm like. Oh shit! Like yeah. the light bulb went off at that point in time. It was so much easier. I honestly can't believe that you guys didn't set this up for all of the people who were vets to have a successful season. I was under the impression that you guys were looking out for us. 
No, why would we do that? I mean, like, that's the thing, too. It's like you have all these amazing new players and like, you know, like straight off the bat, some of the these people like you're losing like a Michaela in the first episode right. who's yeah. like unbelievable. And, you know, mm -hmm. um, people like Michelle, like people that I really, really hope to see um, back in the future and, and you're losing them. You know, you guys figured out I don't want to call it a loophole but you figured out how to play the game like that and and one thing was they the rookies didn't they didn't see it coming you know they would come to some interviews and be like you know oh you know the thing is the vets just outnumber us like what can we do and I would say how no, many of don't. you guys are there <laughs> yeah I'd say, how many of you guys are there oh right now I think there's like uh, 14 and how many vets are there oh there's like 10 okay so who outnumbers who right and you just see mm -hmm. this puzzled look on their face and they'd go oh but they you guys are just eight steps ahead of them yeah I mean I, we also it wasn't even like a vet truce until like it came up at the reunion we were like we're just gonna go on the next season if we're going and have fun and then it went to why do we always pick each other off like this is our game yeah you know, we've been here for a long time did you expect the vets to stay true to that truce? No, not at <laughs> all. Not at all. I mean, like, um, good for you guys for doing that because there's a lot of history. I'm curious how it will play out in future seasons when some of the rookies <gasps> from this season become vets in future seasons and you know like if if they're going to be stung by that but that's uh that's for next season and the season after and the season after that to see what happens I feel you know like we should have done like jv and varsity because it's or so or, or and then pro because it's like when someone comes back the second season like for me to think that you know in this in the sense of like we put in our time we put in our work like you know the game and these are people that haven't been if you leave I mean, one or two. Yeah, I get it. There's there's still a rookie mentality. People were trying to figure out, like, is Big T still, is she considered a vet? Is she more rookie? And then uh, the more confounding one was, like, Amber B. Is she considered a vet? And I think a lot of people were like, well, let's just call her rookie. It's like the girl won last season. Yeah, we Come can call on. her like, champ. That, that, and that's and that's a point but that's that's a that's a distinction there anisa right like you're yes not her, <laughs> you're not calling her a vet you're calling her a champ i'm but, calling you know, her exactly I, what she is a champion i i think it's just also easier it's just it's just how we name things right it's easier potentially for the audience to be like okay they've done this before they're a vet if you go to war one time for, mm -hmm. are, are you considered a vet when you come home Yes. The, okay. So then, in my mind, you're a vet, right? Yes. Yes, because we're going on a challenge we are going defending to our war. country. Okay. <laughs> well, we are going to war in a sense, but no one's dying. We may dislocate and break stuff. But you we die don't... in the game. You die in the game. It's yes. squid, it's what squid is this, games. Squid games. It's squid games. <laughs> it's squid games. Okay. Wait, Danny. Wow. Danny. Honestly, have you seen Squid Games? Because I feel like it reminds me of the challenge. 
well, that's going to be next season. No, like, you know, but we're just going to die. Yeah, <laughs> no. it's just going to be like red no. light, green light, go. Yo, I think we should. These Shut people, could, some of these people up. cannot sit still. Let's see what happens. Oh my God, that terrifies <laughs> me. I don't know. I had to stop Squid Games halfway through because I was like, this reminds me. When we got to Tug of War, I was like, I feel like we're in the challenge. I got to stop. Oh yeah, PTSD. PTSD watching that, right? Yeah, I mean, listen. And it switches up the game, you know? Like, anyway, we're not going to talk about Squid Games all day. Sure, yes. I definitely could, but... But going back to the challenge, do you think it's more mm-hmm. difficult playing in pairs, playing individually, or playing on a team? Um, I think if I were to go on the challenge, I would want to be on a team so I could kind of just like, I don't know, fall in the middle somewhere and kind of suss things out. Mm-hmm. Um, I think pair might be the hardest because mm-hmm. you're either going to be better or worse than uh, your partner. Like I. I think it's rare when two people are really, really evenly matched up. And so that difference is going to be like really glaring. Yeah. Um, so I, th- I think team is probably the most like easily accessible pair might be the most hardest to like stand out and individual. I don't know. Like there are times too, where you could just be like, Oh, I'm middle ground I'm middle ground. Um, but I, I do like that this season from what we've seen so far, uh, we are now playing in uh, three teams, and I think it's going to uh, it's going to get really messy and complicated in yeah. just such a fun way. Like some of my favorite episodes are coming up. Like like next week's episode is so bonkers. Next week's episode has one of the funniest scenes of the season, and I can't wait for that. Oh, no. And then uh, <gasps> two weeks from now, uh, we're celebrating our 500th episode so yes! that's a little a little tea so and that's a badass mm-hmm. challenge so there's a lot of fun stuff coming up for uh the current cells the teens dude honestly yeah i have to say a lot more of the very physical challenges are are to be coming up soon which is why not wait this is like about to be my favorite half of the season like some of the shit we get to do i was like yes like the fans are gonna go crazy <laughs> There's an episode now. Now, this is like looking deep for the fans. It's, I think it's in like four or five weeks. And this challenge is physical. It is intense. And people are just like at each other's throats. It's crazy. It's crazy. Like, as I was there watching it, you know, I'm kind of forgetting about my job and just watching this thing and so transfixed. It's about... I think it's like it's episode number 14 this week's was episode 10 but viewers listeners stay tuned for that one like because that one's bonkers but there's amazing stuff along the way too danny you do a lot of interviews a lot of cast interviews yeah and is there anybody that you feel like is different or shines different in in the interview room than actually in the game the way we see them oh that's an interesting question there's almost the reverse happening, mm-hmm. like um, with Emmanuel. Mm-hmm. Emmanuel comes into that interview room and he just, I mean, he lights it up. He's amazing. He's a little more quiet in the house, a little more sneaky. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you kind of look at someone and like, I know I'm going to get in trouble for this, but like Bessie. Mm. Um, Bessie's <laughs> an interesting one in the interview room. He... <laughs> You know, last season uh, on Double Agents, like I know he got a lot of crap from that season and he he came into this season and he's like, look, I want to take my guard down 
I don't, I don't want to hide from anything. Like, will you hold me accountable to that? I'm like, yes, I absolutely will. You know? So we had like the best, like really, you know, if he was like veering into territory of like, oh my God, what are people going to think about? I'm like, nope, nope, nope. Back to how you feel. So he, he really bared his soul. Um, It was kind of heartbreaking, like to see him go. He had tears. I mean, it was just like, he's really had such an arc where I think people this season started to see a little bit more of his true self. I finally, I saw more of him. So that Mm -hmm. was quite interesting. Um, And, and also too, yeah, I think with a lot of the rookies, sometimes they feel really comfortable in that interview room Mm. and then going back into like that den of thieves with all of you guys, like that's really, really hard. They share in that room, but it takes them a few minutes to, uh, to catch on uh unless you're emmy and then she's right. just you know singing alien with everybody you know god Emmy's i do so i do love her i think that that's a very unique personality that like she is who she is mm-hmm. and there is there and that's it you yeah. get emmy you know, all yeah. the time and i i love that you get that kind of like standout personality You know, she is, I know she's polarizing. Like, I know people don't know what to think of her, but like, I will tell you this, whether the camera's there or not, she is that human being. And Mm -hmm. it's kind of wonderful. Uh, Ed is like that too, you know, where he's just this weird, like, goofball. Um, He was fun in interview too. Got him to dance in interview. Loved that. (laughs) Like that, you know, he, he was really, uh, really a lot of fun. I mean, the cast this season is just really fantastic, but I, you know, I think I said this before in our last interview too, like the viewers and the fans can tell if somebody's bullshitting you in an interview, like they, they're like, it just, if you're a genuine person and you're putting it out there genuinely, you're going to see that. And if you're trying to kind of like paint all these things on top of it, you're going to see that too. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I have a question about that. So mm-hmm. when you do see, cause I know that you can you see through anybody's bullshit. Um, when you do see that happening and then you are part of this editing process, mm-hmm. are you like, can I just leave this, this fake ass interview out? Yes, because here's the thing. There are so many of you and we ask you guys generally the same questions, right? So sometimes like they're like, oh, why are we going to this Tori interview? And it's like, well, actually, Tori explained it the best. There's no hidden motive. She wasn't given eight interviews because she leaves in the eighth after. There's no no, like secret mojo there. Sometimes it's like, this is the very best interview. And then there are times of like, okay, this person really hasn't been represented much. Like we need to get their face out there. Let's put it there. But if somebody's just like trying to hustle you in interview as an interviewer, your job is to break that shit down while we're still in the field. So that like, you know, production Danny is saving post-production Danny a headache trying to like find the good, Mm-hmm. interview bite that is authentic so the good interviewers will just like i don't know try to stop it dead in their tracks you know totally well that makes sense it's probably a really hard job and it's probably kind of uncomfortable at times but i feel like everything that i see on tv is like i mean great so you clearly got it down <laughs> you know well you guys got it down too and and you know how big the interview process is and you guys mm-hmm. need that time away from the house you know yeah. like Sometimes it's just getting in the car. This season, the interview spaces were offsite. 
getting in that car, catching your breath, talking to somebody who like didn't steal your Cheerios that morning yeah, or, right. or, or take your pe- your vegetarian <laughs> pizza, right? Yeah. Uh, and, yeah. and you're just talking to like somebody else yeah. for a little bit. So most people like just can't help but open up a little bit. Right. 100%. Is there anybody that like had a nice character arc on this season that you were able to read in interviews um, that's playing out right now? Like whether it be like a villain or an instigator or somebody like that? Mm, that's a good, good question. Like, um, uh, I have to say I'm really proud of Nani this mm. season in mm-hmm. interview. And I, I didn't do any of Nani's interviews. Uh, everyone else did Nani's interviews, but um, she's been so open about her relationship with Casey and it's yeah. a really beautiful thing. And for somebody who's been on, you know, 10 plus seasons to like share this side of her, I really applaud her for it. Uh, so, you know, um, I, I adore her for that. I like when we could see the growth over time like Kyle this season is playing for you know his kid yeah and Mm -hmm. you know Kyle did not start off as the guy that we would have thought like is so sentimental like waiting for his child to be born so I I love when you see that growth um even with Amanda you know like uh with with her son at home um everybody though has had these like little beautiful arcs uh and then you have the rookies who were just learning about you have people like Emmanuel and um you know Ed and Emmy uh Priscilla uh very interesting interesting people mm-hmm. and the more we see them the more that we'll know about them you know they have some good stuff coming up yeah yeah I'm excited too like if I were gonna cast this which I don't and for listeners out there, I have nothing to do with the casting process. I can't get you cast or kicked off the show. So leave me alone. Um, but if I were to cast people, we definitely do have like a new batch of like personalities and athletes that, that yeah. I've seen. And like really, I'm like, damn, what happens like when the people that are good at interviews leave? I'm like, oh shit, we have some new people that could do interviews too. Priscilla's excellent at interviews. Amazing. She's so good. I mean, she. She is She's amazing. So she, she, you know, she, uh, I mean, she pulled one of the biggest, biggest moves of the season, but also it took her a minute to find her footing. You know, there yeah. was a, there was a good stretch there where it was like, what is going on with Priscilla? Like, and she was like, you know, kind of floating there for a little. And then she, she got threatened in the nominations there. <laughs> Tori. Like, yeah. uh, she and, didn't come after me though. No, she didn't. She didn't, you know, but, uh, but she did, she did strike and Mm -hmm. you do kind of like that before we all go out onto the road, I call all of you guys and I ask you like all the same questions, what's going on in your life? Who are, you know, do you have any alliances? And I ask all the rookies, I'm like, who would you get along with? Mm -hmm. Who do you think you wouldn't get along with? Who do you think you'd be coming for? And it's really interesting now to look at my notes for who these rookies said that they would align with oh my and who God. they said they would come after. So you're going to tell us or give no? me those notes. Now. Let me know. Well, <laughs> I think Emmanuel came in with a plan, mm-hmm. a total plan. Like he knew who he wanted to align with immediately. Um, Logan as well. Like yes, Logan is, yeah. Logan <laughs> knew who he would vibe with. And then there are people that, like we're really shocked they're like oh my god I can't believe I like this person I can't Mm -hmm. believe I like that person but a lot of the remaining players now 
have kind of studied like who they would want to be in alliances with, who they would kind of not trust. And what's really interesting is you're still seeing people like Logan and Emmanuel and Emmy latch on to either their uncle CTs mm-hmm. or their uh, Casey's or yeah. their Tories, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. and, and they knew that these would be people that they would vibe with. You guys don't have that luxury, right. you know, to kind of like do yeah. your scouting reports on them. Um, but right. you do have the luxury of knowing the game and being able to make the veteran truce. Right. Know? Very, very mm-hmm. true. It balances out in its own way for sure. Definitely. Definitely. So we have a question that we ask everybody this season. It's Tori the last only asked this question. Okay. I I just ask it. Do you want to ask it? Sure. Ask no, it. I love, I love when you ask it. You do okay. it perfectly. Okay. 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 I'll ask it. But so this season is called spies, lies and allies. And from this mm-hmm. episode specifically, who do you think the biggest spy is? Who do you think the biggest liar is? And who do you think the biggest ally is? Um, the biggest liar in this episode, I would give to Kyle. Mm. And here's why Kyle is waving this Ruby sucks flag, like, you know, big and strong. <laughs> yeah. And there might be a little truth to that. But he's certainly exaggerating. And I think that's going to play out in an interesting way Mm -hmm. uh on the other side of it i think the biggest ally here has to be Corey because Corey was just like he was in such a bind last week that elimination i do not know how he and bettina came through that like you know i was already writing off all my exit interviews for for Corey, and then i look up and he and bettina were you know winning wow um but he was basically at the very bottom of the heap. And now he's on this team that I think we should look for Corey in the future to really try to unite his team. He's like that. Corey is that type of person. He is a good team player. So he's mm-hmm. a strong ally. Yeah. As for spies. Ooh, I don't know. I mean, always keep your eyes on Ashley and Amanda. Yeah. Always keep your eyes on Ashley. There they are listening over here listening over there they they know what's going on they have their Mm -hmm. ear to the ground yeah i think those are really accurate i do too well we'll see we'll see right like there's really fun stuff fun yeah these cells like the game has fully fully changed i think it came at the right time i think there's a lot of energy right Mm -hmm. now on the teams and we're gonna see we're gonna see a really different and difficult game coming up for sure yeah yeah. Can't wait for Double Agents Part 3. You know what I called this on in the beginning? It was like Double Agents Part 2, Agent Down. But I think that was just about me. But um, it was, I don't know, I just always try and come up with names. But this one really is something. Oh my and when God, you said so spies, good. who's the biggest spy lie? An ally. Liar and ally. All I could see was Nelly T holding up the damn thing again. Spies, lies, and allies. It's never going gonna, it's never gonna yes. to leave. I mean, you talk about things that like, you know, all all the interviews and footage that like can't make the show. I, I think like Nelson was contractually obligated to say spies, lies and allies at least 12 times a day. Like he said it all the time. But that's kind of what I love about him. Like he, he is just invests in the show. 
you know <laughs> he knows he needs him. to be a spy he knows he needs his allies he knows like it's a drinking game like and i i i'm thinking of the future episodes and i absolutely know he says it at least two more times this season <laughs> maybe i'm just gonna have it on loop Awesome. Oh my God. <laughs> let's, let's, let's gif it. Let's, yes. let, or gif it, gif it. I don't want to get in that debate where he's lifting up that gemstone. Yeah. Spies, oh lies, and allies. God, I think it's, it's so incredible good. and it needs to, it needs to be on a t shirt or something. It needs yeah. to be somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my it God. It should. It should. Merch. Nelson merch. <laughs> Nelson merch. <Right? laughs> yes. Nelly T merch. Oh, well, Danny. Buy it. Thank you so much for coming on the show. It's always a pleasure to hear what you have to say. And seriously, it's amazing talking to you because I don't think anybody knows us better or the story better than you. So it's amazing. Mm -hmm. And if there's anything that you want to email me on the side about the people who want to (laughs) align with me, you just let me know. (laughs) Tori needs notes. It's not like Tori will photocopy them or or just take a picture of them and send them to me. She'd never forward them to me. Or create a newsletter and send it to the cast. I will tell you one thing. That newsletter kept us sane in quarantine. It was the best thing that was ever created. Tori, you are a genius. And I wish people would have gotten, I mean, I feel like we should have done something with it. It was I, so good. It would be fun to go public with them, but I think they're too explicit. <laughs> they are. I think so. I think so too. Production. We we had we had we saw some of them. Uh, there were we a sent lot them of fun. to you. Bravo, bravo, bravo. Yeah, I mean, we love them. But no, in all seriousness, thank you for having me back. It's always a pleasure uh, to chat with both of you and uh, just look forward to what's next on this season of Spies, Lives, <laughs> and Allies. Yeah. yeah. Thank you so much, Danny. Thank you, thank you. The Hargan women seemed to have it all. We were blessed. My mom was amazing. But detectives would soon discover... Inside the house, there were the bodies of two women. A story of betrayal you would struggle to believe if it wasn't true. I am just praying to God this is a sick joke. From 48 Hours, this is Blood is Thicker. The Hargan Family Killings. Listen to Blood is Thicker, The Hargan Family Killings, starting May 8th, wherever you get your podcasts. That was an incredible interview with Danny. I loved hearing everything about what's going on behind the scenes. And now we're going to get even more behind the scenes in a segment called Listener Transmissions. Yep. And I just went on Instagram Live, and a lot of you wanted to know what it's actually like living with these people a.k.a. my castmates, our castmates. Like, we see how these people are in the game, but what is it actually like living with these people mm-hmm. as roommates? Who's the messiest? Who's always working out? So, Anissa, give us the tea. Gladly. I need I need some of these people to start. This is my biggest, biggest issue. Mm-hmm. You do not live like this at home. Mm-hmm. You do not live like this at home. <laughs> Why are there 90,000 dishes? Yeah. We just did them. When we go to the challenge, sometimes we have, or most of the time we have cleaning ladies come in and they do whatever, but don't depend on them because sometimes what if they can't come in? Yeah. We've been yelled at by production before. They'll like watch some of the footage back and they'll be like, hey, it looks like shit. We got to call- live in a dumpster. Right. <laughs> we, we got a call from the higher ups and they said that all of these scenes look bad. 
there's trash behind you guys. You got to clean up. And then we'll literally have to clean up. But they usually send a clean lady, a cleaning lady to the house while we're away at a challenge. So that's why when we come back from a challenge or an elimination, it looks freshly clean, which is amazing. It's so nice to walk into that. And if I had to say or vote for who I think is possibly the most, I'm not going to say dirtiest. I'm going to say unorganized. This person is just unorganized. And their stuff is everywhere. It's big T. I'm like, where are my slides? I looked out. I'm like, big T. You wear a six. I wear an eight. And then she'll have like fessy shoes on. She's a big slide stealer. Dude. She'll have two different things on. You're like, you're wearing a size 14. Dude. And a 13. She has this thing by her bed. She calls the mini bar. It's a shelf that she stole out of the bathroom. And she takes it. This is the truth. She calls it a mini bar. Okay. Shelf out of the bathroom. Puts it next to her bed. And she covers it with food and snacks from the bus. You know, every time we're on the bus, we get that whole bag of snacks. Mm -hmm. She takes huge lumpings. Is that the right phrase? Heapings. Heapings. That's it. Lumpings. (laughs) She takes huge lumpings. She takes heapings. Is that the right word? She takes a lot. Okay. She takes a lot, a lot of food and puts it in her Under Armour bag. And then when we get back, she unloads it into her mini fridge, which isn't a fridge. It's a shelf. And then if we're having a conversation, she'll be like, do you want something from the mini fridge? I'm like, Big T, it's our fridge. Like, it's it's a shelf that you got from the bathroom. But, dude, I absolutely love Yeah, she did, but she did it on um, Double Agents where she had uh, Muffy, who was a muffin. Oh. And they had made eyes for it, and it just lived there until some, the I think one of the cleaning ladies <laughs> threw it out. And we were devastated because Muffy had become a roommate. Oh, my God. Yeah, she is by far the... Most interesting person to live with. I'll put it like Josh that. is messy too, though. I'm like, yeah. Josh, why is your shit in my drawer? <laughs> yeah. Or just close a drawer. What yeah. any drawer. Yeah. Just I cleaned up my room so much. I mean, if I do a show again, I'm never living with eight people. Yeah. If Josh walks out of the bathroom, like after he took a shower, there's water everywhere on the floor. Everywhere. I'm, I'm like, how? Did, like he swam. Like, how did you get water all over the place? Like, what are you doing? It's like he walked into the shower and then he pointed it towards him and then he walked out of the shower and then he danced around, <laughs> shook off like a dog and then went back in and like, then doesn't dry his feet off before he gets out. Yeah. And then it's just a slippery slope. Right. Like if you go in there, it's may- maybe the end of your life. Right. Yeah. I think that, oh, and it's just horrible living with girls in a bathroom too, because it's like, yeah, why is all your all your shit everywhere? Yeah, makeup everywhere. Except for Casey. Casey is a really clean roommate. Yeah, I'll say is. that she's super. Casey's organized. really clean. I'm really clean. Yeah. Also, you know, it's really cool to like think about people's like workout schedule in the house. You know, we don't really have a schedule on days that we're not filming. Like they'll just be like, okay, you have an interview at this time and then you have to fill up your time. Otherwise we get pretty bored. Mm -hmm. But like the people who are always up early in the morning working out are Casey and Nani. Those two Mm -hmm. are on the treadmill in the morning like clockwork. Like they 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 never wanted to be apart. They were like, we're going to have coffee together. I'd come down. I'm like, so I'm not invite. Can I come on the coffee date? Because I want to use the treadmill, too. What's what's going on, folks? <laughs> no. Yeah, but she would always be up. I mean, you could just hear her feet downstairs. Yeah. Yeah. No, they would be working out like clockwork in the morning. And and CT, too. CT, too. He also works out really early and stretches and does, like, a lot of his, like... It's just so much easier. Yeah. And I'd have to say um, the person who is the probably the healthiest eater throughout the entire show, Nelson, for sure. You don't think so? He literally puts, he takes lettuce and puts it in his protein shakes. Like, not that that's like super healthy, but no. He, but he eats a lot. Have you ever seen his plate? Have you ever seen his body? He's like a statue. Yeah, 
he knows he knows how to how to feed himself. The guy is one of the fittest people. Yeah, in the house. I mean, yeah, he definitely is. Uh, but it's hard when you're in there. Like you have to build a bowl. Mm-hmm. Salad bowl is the easiest way to go. Totally. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, listen, there's a lot of facts that we could go on. I could probably sit and really think about it, what it's like to live with every single one of these people. But um, oh, my God, Nelson's messy. Yeah. Yeah. I forgot about that. I lived in a room with him and Corey and I was like, absolutely not. Oh, I love that song. Thank you. It's coming out on Spotify um, after I write it. Amazing. (laughs) All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for listening to this podcast. Anissa, where can we follow you and how can we support you? Anissa MTV. That's A-N-E-E-S-A-M-T-V on Instagram. That's where I play. Okay. And Tori, where can we follow you and send you... What no, no, you no, 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 no more, no more, no more. Okay, okay, all right. I mean, yeah, okay. you can send me something if you want to, but I no, think it's, it's fine. I'm not going to tell you what to send her. Just, you know, send her love. You guys can follow me at Tori underscore deal, and you can also support us by listening to the podcast and sharing it on your Instagrams, guys. If you tag us in any post on Instagram, we love to repost them. Please, please, please support the podcast. And thank you so much. We're big reposters. Yeah, big reposters. And we love hearing what you think about it. And please send in your questions. It means the world to us. And make sure that you watch new episodes of The Challenge, Spies, Lies, and Allies, every Wednesday night. And then go behind the scenes with us the next morning on MTV's official Challenge podcast. The Hargan women seemed to have it all. We were blessed. My mom was amazing. But detectives would soon discover... Inside the house, there were the bodies of two women. A story of betrayal you would struggle to believe if it wasn't true. I am just praying to God this is a sick joke. From 48 Hours, this is Blood is Thicker, the Hargan family killings. Listen to Blood is Thicker, the Hargan family killings, starting May 8th, wherever you get your podcasts.